This is the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast, and I'm your host, Cindy. I gladly welcome you to this comfy, cozy space for introverts, highly sensitive people, and solopreneurs who help and heal. This is a place for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. Gather around the hearth, get comfortable, and settle in. I'm glad you're here. Hello there, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. Here in episode 81, I'll be chatting with Megan Meganson about how to get paid in rest. We're shifting an old and outdated capitalistic paradigm and claiming rest as revenue. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm here today with Megan Meganson, and you may know that she's been on the podcast before, so I'm happy to have you back. Um, I am pleased as pie to be here today, Cindy. Yeah. So what prompted this episode is I think a few weeks ago, I got one of your emails and I think it was Mm -hmm. something about rest as revenue. And it really got my attention and I read the email. And once I read everything that you wrote in there, I immediately emailed back and I'm like, can we talk about this on the podcast? Cause this Mm -hmm. is amazing. And it really is about how, how we can get paid like non-monetary revenue in our business and that it's not all about the dollars. And yes. so I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, I mean, I always love getting an email from you, but this one in particular was so fun because it was the first time that I was sort of talking publicly about this idea that I've been thinking about for a long time, which is rest as revenue. Um, A, I love a good alliteration. (laughs) And B, I often think about how much space and time I need for rest and how easy it is for me to go down uh, just like a real guilt rabbit hole. And I think the story that prompted that email was I was in the middle of a very addictive fantasy romance adventure novel. And I just like didn't want to stop reading one morning. I just wanted to read, read, read. And I was procrastinating on some things. And I was like, screw it. You know, like, I'm just going to like sit here and finish this book. And the whole time I was reading, I just felt this tug of war between the part of me that felt super guilty. And the part of me that was like, hold up, like, this is literally why you created this business to allow yourself the freedom and the flexibility to rest in this way and to take really good care of yourself. And it was just such a, it was such a volatile debate in my mind. I was like, I have to write an email about this to my list. I just really want to start talking about this idea with my people so that we can normalize and celebrate rest as a form of revenue together. So I'm so happy that it landed with you and that we're now here talking about it. Such a gift. Yeah. Cause I've been talking about rest for a long time. I think a lot of us have because everyone got so burnt out and then we're like, Hey, we need, we need some self-care. We need some rest. We need more space. We need more time. We don't want to hustle anymore. And being able to frame it as this is a way that I can pay myself. So it's not this waste of time. It's not being lazy. It's not, um, you know, all those other words that we can associate with it. So it is. And, and just that switch in my mind has, it just makes it feel lighter and there's not pressure and being able to, to design your life and business where you can have payment in rest. It's Mm -hmm. not just like it's something separate. It can be a payment and a reward. That's right. right. Yeah. And 
I really was trying to exist mindfully with the guilt and the self-criticism and really explore in my own body what is this? You know, what does this mean? What, you know, what would I be doing that would not make me feel guilty or that would alleviate this guilt? And it's being air quotes productive, you know, productive in the most like capitalistic sense of the word at my computer, working, generating revenue, making money. And I was just thinking to myself, okay, well, I can sit here with my computer in my lap and make money, or I can sit here with my book in my lap and rest. And that really the two things aren't that different. I'm generating something for both, something for myself. Option A, I'm generating revenue for myself. Option B, I'm generating rest for myself. My business is generating both of these things for me. And I have choice in which one of those I need more and want more in this moment. And the more I really lean into that reframe, the reframe of rest is revenue, the lighter I'm feeling and the easier it is for me to choose a slower, more sustainable path than the very, again, hyper-capitalistic produce, produce, more, more, more. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Great. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about how, I don't know, it just seems like, I just imagine this graph in my mind where it's like, and people talking about like their quarter one and their quarter two and the mm-hmm. revenues and comparing like this quarter to that quarter. And it's like, it, it doesn't, I don't know, they don't attach the word successful to it unless it's constantly growing and never stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always well, thought, end? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always thought like, sometimes if you make less money, you, that can be a form of success because maybe you're not overworking. Maybe you're not burning yourself out. Maybe you're able to spend more time with your family. Maybe, you know, there's all these reasons why, maybe looking at something on paper, it may look like, oh, this is a disaster or this is not a successful business. It's like, Mm -hmm. when does it stop? It's almost like that. um, We're not successful unless we're constantly growing, unless each quarter, each month or each year is bigger and better than the next. And Mm -hmm. is there ever an end point? You Mm -hmm. know, like, is there a place where you arrive or where you're like, okay, this, I've made it to my goal and now I'm stopping or Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not, I don't care if I make more money the next month or the next year. I mean, this is where personal power and agency comes into the equation, I think, because if you are just swimming around in the business building space, uh, you know, if you are, if you are only listening to messages that come from this, you know, capitalism God that we are all taught we're here to worship, the answer is no, right? The answer is no, like your job is to grow and grow and grow and grow until you die. Mm-hmm. And if you're a business owner, then your job is to grow, grow, grow your business and sell it for, you know, a 10 times multiple and and walk away rich and then rinse and repeat the whole process again. And I find that as a highly sensitive person, I am really sensitive and susceptible to that culture and those messages. Because when you're in those spaces with people who are talking in that way or who are really living their life in the more, more, more mentality, um, it it sucks you in, or I'll speak for myself, it sucks me in. And then all of a sudden I find myself making choices and thinking about my business in that same way. And it and it just it doesn't work for me. It just feels icky and it and it leads to burnout versus taking a big step back from that, taking a breath, getting into my own body, and really grounding myself back into 
How much is enough for me? Why am I here? What kind of experiences do I want to create for my clients, for myself? And when I'm in that space, I'm able to access information that makes setting boundaries a whole lot clearer, right? Because I know, okay, I need to make X amount of money this year to pay my bills, to go on my vacations, to live my to live my best life. I need to make this much money. I want to create this kind of experience for my clients. I want this much time to rest during the week. Now, now I know what palette of paints I'm working with. And I can make decisions that really serve me. But it for me, it, it really is that ability to step away from the culture and the spaces that make you doubt yourself and really step into your own mind and body to make decisions that work for you. I haven't found a, a way to do it other than that. Yeah, I think that's the key to everything is stepping into yourself because it's so easy to get distracted by what everyone else is doing or the advice we get from all these different different areas and it can make us confused and it can make us maybe hop on with something that we really aren't aligned with because we are going with the flow or going with what the the um, larger amount of society is and, and not rocking the boat or not doing things differently and being able to come home to yourself. That's the only way that you're ever going to know like when enough is enough and what, what do I really need and what do I really value? Mm -hmm. Because it, it, yeah, a lot of money may sound nice, but it's like, is that one of your values? And not to say that, you know, if you make a lot of money, that that's like your main value, that it's not that it's more, um, is reaching that hundred K or 500 K or million or whatever the thing is mm -hmm. that you've arbitrarily maybe put a number there. Is that really, and for some people it may be like, yeah, this is a, an awesome goal that I'm achieving. And it's what I've always dreamed of because I can do this, this, and this, or is it, that one of your values is the having more rest, like the rest as revenue or having more time with your family. And you may reach that number that a lot of other people might've had as their goal. And then you get to it and you're not satisfied and you're miserable and you're burnt out and you're disconnected from your family. Mm -hmm. So it there's so much influence from the outside. So I think coming home to yourself and assessing what your values truly are, like what truly makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And knowing your numbers, which mm -hmm. as a non-numbers person, like the math part of the business <laughs> and the numbers and the spreadsheets, it's it doesn't come easily to me and it doesn't bring me joy. Um, so I want to avoid, I want to avoid the numbers. I just want to stay in like the vision and the creativity and um, but you have to come back to the numbers because if you don't know how much revenue you need to generate to pay yourself what you need to get paid to maintain your lifestyle, you aren't going to be able to set these boundaries in, in, a, in, a, in an appropriate way, right? You're mm -hmm. going to set your target way too high or you might set your target way too low. So I think it's this combination of both. It's you have to know your numbers. You have to have really, you have to have financial goals rooted in data. Mm -hmm data that reflects your lifestyle. And then I love how you say this coming home to self and, and what do I need and how do I want my life to feel? And I'm in control of my life feeling that way. So it is, we have to really ground ourselves into this emotional data and this financial data. And when you know all of that, that's like your roadmap. 
you know, I have my roadmap. My roadmap's super clear. It's still very easy for me to get swept up into the more, you know, capitalistic mindset, the grow, grow, grow every quarter. Um, but I know that I have this data set I can bring myself back to when I can feel I'm getting influenced by <laughs> forces that don't make me feel good in my life and my body. Yeah, I think with that combination of like you were talking about the the data and knowing the numbers and with that, it it's still really personal. So each person is going to have right. a different set of values and a different set of numbers. And you yeah. can't really look outside of yourself for that because it's going to take mm-hmm. you probably further away from your numbers and your mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's why nothing makes my skin crawl more than like online marketing that's about make that five figure month or that six figure year or join the two com- the two comma club, you know, like make seven mm-hmm. figure. It's like, ah, stop it. Like you don't know how much I need. You don't know where I live or how many kids I have or, you know, what kind of student loan I'm trying to pay off. Like you don't know any of that about me. So don't don't push a revenue, an arbitrary revenue marker of success onto me because it's quote what you should be aiming for. Uh and I see that in my in my programs and my coaching programs all the time with because I have people from all over the the world, some people in the most expensive places to live in, you know, people in San Francisco and then someone in a teeny tiny town and in, in the Midwest and some people who have huge student loans and people who have no student loans and no kids and like what they need to make month to month is drastically different. The San Francisco client with student loans and kids in college need probably needs to generate close to a million dollars a year in order to pay for everything that they have to pay for. And the single child-free person in the Midwest, it's like, hey, like 50K a year, I'm living my best life. Uh, and it's seeing these people side by side, it's just like a daily reminder for me of exactly what you're saying. Don't compare what your revenue metrics are to anybody else, because our situations are so vastly different person to person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to go back to something you said earlier about boundaries, because that's what makes this able to happen. That's what makes you able to have rest as revenue by Mm -hmm. having those boundaries, because Mm -hmm. in order to create space in our business, we also, the time that we're spending in our business, we've got to be really well paid for that in order to Mm -hmm. make space for the rest. Mm -hmm. So I think going back to looking at your numbers, knowing what you need to bring in to live a good life for yourself. And that's going to be different for everyone. And in order to do that without burning out and without getting sucked into the martyrdom or trying to make your business a charity and all of that, because that's going to throw off the numbers that you, mm-hmm. you need to make in order mm-hmm. to live your best life and to be able to have some rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, it feels so true. I'm also just remembering, I said this a second ago and I haven't thought about this in years. Uh, it was maybe four or five years ago when I was, I was in a very traditional, very extroverted kind of masculine energy kind of business building group. I wasn't there for long, but while I was there, Someone said to me, oh, but Megan, don't you want to be a member of the two comma club? You know, like, don't you? And I was like, what's this? Like, what is this club coming from someone who's like never, never been like a club 
person. Uh, and I'm like, probably not, but tell me more. Like, what's this club? And he was like, oh, you know, like it's the seven figure business owners. Like, don't you want to be a seven figure business owner? And I was like, why do you want to be a seven figure business owner? I'm so curious. Like, what does that mean to you? And nobody could answer the question beyond that's just what you do. Like, that's just like, you know, you've made it when you've like generated a million dollars in one year. And just like the art, like the arbitrary, the kind of vapidness of the mindset and the culture and just the energy in this space, it just really rubbed me the wrong way because there was like no soul in it. It was all ego, no soul, you know, all ego. And I just could feel, I'm like, well, to be clear, I'm not scared of making a million dollars. And I really want to make this distinction. Like, I'm not scared of wealth. I am not scared of money. I am not scared of making a million dollars. Um, but I know I don't need to make a million dollars right now to live like a really beautiful and luxurious life. So why would I kill myself to be in the two comma club when I could instead spend five hours on a Wednesday binge reading a really delicious novel. Like I choose option B and it was a, and it's a hard choice to make. It's like intellectually, I'm like, I'm on board, but in the moment when the guilt is there and the pressure is there and the internalized capitalism is there, it's a hard choice to make. Um, but I'm so glad that I'm making those choices. And the more that I make the choices to, in, to accept revenue that is restful or creative or something other than monetary, like the happier I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sounds simple when we say it now, but it really <laughs> is complicated in my body. <laughs> exactly. It, it can be just because of all that conditioning. It makes it hard to come home to ourselves and, and realize what we really do want. And I think whenever you're asking someone about their revenue goals, like if the only answer is it says something about X number of figures or X number of commas, period, then it's like, what, what are you doing this for? That's different between someone wanting to be in the two comma club because they maybe are really passionate about, I don't know, some kind of charity or doing something for their kids or like, I don't know. There's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like, I want to make, I want to make a million dollars. Okay. Awesome. Why? Mm Mm-hmm. And if that, yes. Okay. Sorry. To, sorry to interrupt them, but yes, it's, it's the why, just like you're saying. Yeah. Cause it may be, I want to make a million dollars because I want to give $600,000 of it for this charity or to do something really amazing. Not to say that if you make a lot of money, you have to give it all away, but that would be a reason why you want to have the, be in the two comma club. And, yeah. and then it's like, oh, then I can use the other $400,000 to live my best life and put my kids through college or whatever you want that to be. But there's, there's an explanation. There's like meaning behind it. And I think that's, that's, that's what it's all about. What does this mean to me? Have I thought about it? Am I just like riding the roller coaster because someone told me it's the ride. It was the best ride in the park and that's the one I should get on. So I got on it and now I'm buckled in and I can't get off. Like that's the feeling that really sends me into panic, depression, burnout. It's that feeling of like, I'm stuck on this ride and I can't get off, Mm -hmm. even though it's not working for me. And I want to like puke my guts out Um, versus, oh, look at all of the rides in this park. Like you choose which one looks best for you. And and I think that's the why when, when someone says, when, when a coaching client says to me, I want to make, I really want to make half a million dollars this year. 
or I want to make $50,000 this year. It doesn't matter what number it is. I'm always going to follow that up with why. Tell me why. What's the emotional data? What's the financial data that's, you know, that's helping you arrive at this goal? And the new question that I'm weaving into the mix is, and how else do you want to get paid in your business? And what other ways do you want your business to pay you for the hard work emotionally, cognitively, physically, perhaps, that you are doing to build this brand, to build this you know, this amazing system that is serving so many other people because we all need to get paid in many different ways, not just money. I think especially those of us who are introverted and highly sensitive Mm -hmm. more so than most, because I think we are more connected to our bodies and we are more um, connected to our really nuanced needs physically and emotionally. So if our business is going to serve us first, which is my motto, this is how I lead my life, my businesses, my coaching programs, our business is here to serve you first and your clients second, then we have to ask, how else am I going to get paid here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love getting paid in rest and slow mornings and time for reading and time for hiking. And, you know, I could go on and on like that's, I like getting paid for that as well. Mm-hmm. And because I'm able to do that and get paid in that, I show up so fully to my work and right. for the programs that I offer and my coaching clients. And it's like, I am there and I'm yeah. excited about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time recently um, this summer. I was back in Texas visiting some from Texas. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon now, so quite a big shift. And a couple times a year, I'll go back to Texas for like two weeks at a time just to see friends and family. And um, this trip, I was particularly aware of all of the nine to five jobs that everyone in my family, you know, holds. And um, and I don't know why. I think I've it's you know it's pandemic. I haven't really traveled back to Texas for long stretches of time. I've been in my little bubble here in my home office, and I like kind of forgot like how like most people live their lives. That they get up early in the morning, they leave the house, they go to the office, and then they're there. And then they come home around. They get home at six, and then they make dinner, and they take a shower, and they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I I know it sounds silly, but I I had kind of forgotten. Because I've been in my little bubble for so long and all of my coaching, you know, none of my coaching clients have nine to fives. And so I had just forgotten. And I was looking at all of my family and and my friends and I was just like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. Like mm-hmm. I am so like unbelievably lucky that I have created this life for myself and for my husband who works with me um, that we get to do what we want when we want to. And like, what a, what a privilege and when I looked at one of our businesses, we run a couple of businesses, and and I saw that this summer we weren't meeting our revenue metrics, and we got a little panicky. I was like, no, pause, because you know what? We got paid in being able to do whatever we wanted to do <laughs> during yeah. the day, and we got paid in being able to be like, oh, it's Thursday. I don't feel like doing anything today. Let's kick that can down the road to, to Monday instead. And just like, what a gift. What a gift. And I think all of us who are doing the hard work of building businesses need to be more acutely aware of just how special it is that we get to be in control of our time. So I guess it's a very long-winded way of saying like being in control of my time is another really rich way that I am generating revenue in my Mm -hmm. business. Yeah. I mean, I feel so lucky as well, even just thinking about 
yeah, all the things that I get to do during the day. Of course, I have scheduled things. I have things on my calendar, but not where it's dictating like a 40 hour a week job of where I'm having to show up for that. I have so much space and can randomly do things. And there's a lot of things that I can put off. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really, it can be nice um, to have that flexibility. And even especially with people who may have energy fluctuations or maybe living with a chronic illness or Mm -hmm. something where you just can't have that same Mm -hmm. amount of energy consistently day in and day out and being able to have that flexibility where it's like, I really can't show up in the way that I need to for this today. So I have the option of moving it to tomorrow or to next week. Mm -hmm. or rethinking the entire structure of my business so that I can, (laughs) and I I see this all the time, right? People who, who come, they work with me, they come in with full private practices and, and they're like, I just, for whatever reason, I have young kids at home, I have chronic illness. Like I just can't live the rest of my career having to show up 20, 25, 30 client hours a week consistently. Like I I need more flexibility. So they go on to create these business models that don't rely so much on face-to-face delivery hour after hour, day after day. And then, and I feel in my own business, like the rest of my career is going to be me experimenting with different ways of delivering services to see like what feels really great to me and what shifts do I make in different seasons of life. And it's that flexibility and that playfulness that I think is so special and empowering when we are highly sensitive business builders. Mm-hmm. And even thinking about the like the business, I'm ha- after having my own business, I can't imagine ever going back to a job or working for someone else because of the flexibility and autonomy that I have. And I'm trying to think of what number it would take for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I could, I think I would still choose my little business, making the amount of money that I do that pays me in rest Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, all this other flexibility. Yeah. I don't know that I would trade it for even like 10 times the amount of money that I make. Well, because we would have to, we would have to like put a monetary value on everything we'd be losing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we would be losing the flexibility, the space for rest, the, you know, unlimited well of creativity that we get to tap into and creating content and developing new offerings and services. Um, so yeah, right. Maybe I would get paid. They'd be like, I'd pay you a million dollars a year to come and do this 40 hours a week for my company. I'd be like, Hmm, is a million dollars worth not being able to sit in my love sack and read a book for five hours on Wednesday? Actually, I don't think it is. <laughs> like, I don't think, I think that's worth, I don't know, maybe $10 million would make me think twice, but even that would like, I'd have to really tap into my <laughs> inner internalized capitalist to like really have a good conversation with her about that. Um, but yeah, it's not an equal trade. It's not just about the money. We have to consider Mm -hmm. again, rest is revenue. Creativity is revenue. Flexibility is revenue. Like what is revenue for you and how can you value that with as much respect as we value us currency? Oh my gosh. I think that is perfect for ending today's episode. Cause it's got me to thinking about a 
a very related topic about lifestyle creep. And I think that's going to take like a whole other episode. So why don't you let everyone know, you know, how they can find out more about you, what you do, what your offerings are. Oh my gosh. Um, thank you. Okay. I'm, well, I'm very excited for part two. I'm very excited to talk about lifestyle creep. Um, but yes, I'm Megan Meganson. I am a business coach for um, sensitive and ambitious therapists who want to create businesses beyond private practice. In particular, I love helping therapists create personal brands, which is what you and I have right here, Cindy. It's a business that leads with your face and your name where you get to be yourself, express yourself, and create offerings that are really just from your soul. Um, and you can learn more about me at my website, meganmeganson.com. And I'll share uh, a link to my very special Happy Therapist Masterclass with Cindy to share with all of you. Uh, and this is a little workshop I've put together that teaches you the, the big things that you need to shift right away to move towards this lifestyle of freedom, flexibility, lots of space for rest. Um, so we talk about reducing your caseload, increasing your fees, and really fun ways to bring more personality into your private practice. So Cindy, I'll share the Happy Therapist Masterclass link with you. And if it sounds interesting to any of your listeners, I would love for them to join me. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, it's pretty uh, fun. Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to our continued conversation next week. Um, so thanks so much for being here. Can't wait. Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode 82, I continue my conversation with Megan, where we dig into the topic of lifestyle creep. I hope you'll join us. <laughs> truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcast and hit those five stars and I'll be over the moon. If you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy, supportive, small group mastermind for introverted, highly sensitive solopreneurs who help and heal. And I'd love to see you at a tiny retreat sometime. May the forest be with you.